it's relational. Greetings and salutations, our good people. Welcome to another episode of It's Relational. And on this episode today, oh, you can see the lovely guest I have down with us. Well, with us, me. Um, Deanne's not here. She says, everybody, please watch the video and subscribe to Auntie Pauline's channel while you're yes, at it. <laughs> yes, We'll talk about that later. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, as you can probably see, we're here in the Bronx, 161 Yankee Stadium. My name is Kamar, and today's fantabulous, amazingness, I don't even think that's a word, guess, fantabulous. Aww. When you look in the dictionary and look up the word fantabulous, you have to see Auntie Pauline. Aww. You have to see Auntie Wally. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much. So on today's episode, you know, we have, again, Auntie Pauline. Uh-huh. Normally, I do not like to say, you know, a woman's age. But this one, I have to gracefully say it because none of you would believe it. I know people have maybe seen her here or there. Shout out to Scott Bernhardt. Um, that's my brother right there. But we have a 70-year young, 70 years young. Seven zero. Seven zero. Auntie, how you say it in Spanish? Seven zero. Setenta. Ooh. Ooh, you heard that? Yes, you heard yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. All right. Today's episode is none other with Miss Auntie Pauline. Auntie Pauline to everybody, every single body. I'm Auntie Pauline because we're all in the human race, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm your aunt, you're my niece, my nephew, whatever. Right. I love you guys. And before we get started... <laughs> I just want to say thank you, Kmart. Thank you for, you know, just thinking enough of me to invite me on your podcast. Because 100%. in the Western world, mm-hmm. when uh, a person is considered an elder, like after 40 or 50 years old, right. and we're sweeped under the rug. Mm. So nobody wants to be bothered with us. Right, 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 right. But thank you. I appreciate this. Absolutely. You know what it is? I'll tell you why. You know, culturally speaking, you know, Caribbean people, uh, we all know when it comes to elders, we're not somebody who say, um, you know, for those who knows, we're not dashed away, right? We're not going to throw them away, leave them to the side. We don't believe in um, retirement homes, uh, nursing homes. We believe in, you know, keeping the parent either with us or another sibling or very close in proximity to us just in case something happens. So, auntie, it was no way, it don't matter which age number you will reach, um, God willing, you will always be relevant to myself and Scott and, of course, Deanna. You will always be relevant to us, 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, thank you for joining us today. My, my pleasure. I keep saying us because Deanna's here with me in spirit. Right, right, But right, right. thank you for joining us today. Today's episode is going to be a nice special treat. Hi. We're going to hear from 70-year-old Year Young. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> but it goes by so fast. Excuse mm. me for interrupting no, no, your no, nephew. No, no, no. It Go goes by so fast. Do you remember when you were 12 years old? No. You don't? What? Do you remember when you were 15 years old? Yeah, 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 just about. I mean, what did you think about 30? Did 30 seem like a long ways off? Like you were going to be a very, very old at 30? 30 felt like it was like life goes downhill like oh my gosh really? like yeah because you know i guess the way you look at it like 30 is like oh you're old now right but when you look at people who are you know let's say 70 years young and how they carry themselves what is old what is old now it sounds like you know just a term that you give yourself if right. you feel that right because right. auntie you don't say you're old 
No. Uh-huh. No, no. no uh-huh. No. You heard that. No, you heard no, no. that. And you know what it is? It is a state of mind. And age mm. is just a number. Ooh. And we have all of this madness on television that once you reach a certain age, like 45, 50, you're over the hill. Mm-hmm. And because you're 45 or 50 years old, then that's when the pharmaceutical companies start knocking at the door. You need this for your memory. You need this for your niche. You need this for your health. No, you do not. Mm. And that's why I am so happy and so blessed mm-hmm. that you have me on this podcast yes. because this is my mission mm-hmm. to knock down the myths about old age Mm. it's a state of mind Mm. i mean after we finish this podcast if you want to let's go somewhere and do the electric slide let's dance we might have to have that as a clip for everybody to see i'm telling you i like that so again age is just a state of mind be careful what you put in your mind be careful of the outside influences that you are allowing Mm. to come in Mm. because nine and a half times out of ten they're negative influences right 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 well we always know growing up, it always said, you know, respect your elders and listen to your elders because they've walked a path already. I hope you're taking these gems already and the interview didn't even truly start yet. I hope you're taking in these gems. You know, drop a comment of something that Auntie Pauline has said that already was astounding, right? Like for me, it was once you hit 40 and 50, the pharmaceutical companies start knocking on the door. Hey, you need this for your joints. Yes. You need that. You need that. Instead of... You know, you naturally, you know, for instance, joints, instead of using pills to get you, you know, let's say the joints lubricated, just look for products that have glucosamine. Yes. Or drink water. I mean, like 85 to 90 percent of the population is dehydrated and they will go to the doctor being dehydrated. Mm. And then the doctor say, oh, you need this Mm. or your pressure is high. You need that. All you had to do was drink some water. It's so simple. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm just going to drink water and mind my business. Drink water and mind my business. Right? Right? Drama's another stressor, but we're not getting into that. I know you probably might have some stories, but we're not going to get into that. With today's episode, you know, we want to hear the life story of Auntie Pauline and also touch, as we always do, on It's Relational. Get a little bit of relationship aspect, so I know that's going to be intertwined into the story. Okay. So... Auntie, let's hear from it now, right? Okay. We know you're 70 years young. We have to just highlight that so many times just because it's so important for people to really understand and respect. Where do you currently reside? Where Where are you originally from? And, you know, occupation, you know, currently... I, I, I mean, I know all the answers to this already, but, you know, for the viewers, I know they want to know. So tell us, you know, again, where you reside, where you're from, okay. career, and then we'll start to get into some more questions. Right. Currently, I live in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. I live in the Bronx, but I grew up and I was born mm-hmm. in New York City. I was born in Presbyterian Hospital, August 24th. 1952, 445 in the morning. Wow. So August 24th, 1952, Presbyterian Hospital right here in New York City. Mm -hmm. So I've been a New Yorker all my life. I I went to elementary school here. I went to junior high, high school. And then I went off to college uh, in North Carolina at St. Augustine's College. Oh, okay. And then after college, I went to graduate school. 
Mm-hmm. And I did graduate studies at Atlanta University in Atlanta. Ooh, Ooh okay. After, Atlanta, after getting my degree at Atlanta University, I could have gone into teaching. Mm. But one day I just happened to go through the newspaper and I saw that they were hiring flight attendants. Not any typical domestic flight attendant, but international, international. flight attendants. Mm. So I said, well, let me go down to the Omni Hotel. Right. That's where they were having the interview. So I went to the Omni Hotel. And, nephew, when I got there, it was packed with people. Wow. I mean, the lobby wow. was packed. Wow. And I had a beautiful little poodle at the time. So <laughs> after seeing all of these people in the lobby, I right. said, oh, no, 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 no. This, this is not going mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to work. And I'm an African-American in the deep south. And they're hiring international flight attendants. What year? Sorry to interrupt. What year was this? I think this must this is have important. been 1978. That's why I definitely asked. Okay. 1978. Okay. So um, not that many African-Americans showed up mm-hmm, anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, after seeing all of those people in the hotel, in the hotel lobby, I said, no, 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 no. I just walked back to my car. Right. And Fifi was in the car and she was <laughs> waiting for me. And I said, Fifi, no, 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 this is not going to happen. So spirit told me, somebody told me, something told me, go back to the lobby. Mm. And I said, why am I going to go back to the lobby? You saw all those people in Right, there. right, right. And spirit said, listen to what I'm telling you. Go back to the lobby now. Okay, okay, okay. So when I get back to the lobby, as right. soon as I get back to the lobby, a young lady walks up to me and hands me an application. You're here for the position, right? I said, oh, yes, I'm here. Right, right. So she hands me the application. Mm-hmm. So I go sit down and I fill out the application. And this takes about 20, 25 minutes because the questions are very detailed. Of course, of course. So after completing the application, I walk up to her and give her the application. Mm. I'm thinking that she's going to say, okay, thank you, and that she's going to dismiss me. Or we'll get back to you, something of the sort. Yeah, Yeah. and just tell me to take a seat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But instead of doing that, she starts talking to me with the application. Right. And she's going over the questions and my answers, unbeknownst to me, Mm -hmm. to make a long story short. Right. She's interviewing me. On the spot. On the spot. I Mm. didn't even know that she was interviewing me. Okay, okay. So when we get to the last question, she says, I see that you are from New York City. Right. She said, if you just happen to get the job, would you have any problems moving back to New York? Because either you could be based at JFK in New York, or you can be based in Oakland in San Francisco in California. okay, okay. And New York being home, I said... Easy. I'll take New York. Easy. Because I was living in Atlanta for four years, and I was kind of tired of Atlanta. I wanted to get back home. Right, right, right. So she said, well... How long would it take you to uh, pack up? Relocate and yeah, everything. Yeah, relocate because you've been in Atlanta for about four years. So right. How long would it take you to get your things together? I said, oh, that's that's easy. <laughs> Not same would, day. It would only take me about two weeks. Tops. Okay, okay, okay. 
Mm-hmm. She said, congratulations. You got the job. You have the job. I said, what? <laughs> Came out, I couldn't believe it. All of those people in the lobby. Right. I couldn't believe it. Right. She said, you have the job. Wow. So to make a long story short, I packed up everything. Two weeks later, my father drove down from New York. Well, he came down. He flew down from New York. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we drove back to uh, New York. Wow. And I went to JFK. I was in training for about a month and a half. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the the airline that I worked for was Trans America Airlines. It was a charter airline. Okay. And the beauty about that is that you did not have to have seniority to fly to Paris, to fly Talk to about Lisbon, it. Talk to fly about to Portugal, Talk about it. to fly to Hong Kong. Okay. So as a matter of fact, my first flight was like JFK, Detroit, Detroit, Anchorage, Alaska. Mm. So it was a beautiful job. It was the most marvelous, wonderful job that right. I've ever had in my life because it gave me an opportunity to go all around the world. Big, big time. And not only go all around the world, but really see the world. Yes. You know, once I was yes. at, once I got into Anchorage, mm-hmm. I had a layover in Anchorage for about seven days. Okay. okay. So I could check out of Alaska. I could check I could ah. check out Lisbon. I could check out Hong Kong. I could check out you name it. I could check it out. Right, 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 right. Look at it that. was such an interesting experience. Again, at the time, it wasn't that many minorities. And mm, many, of course, many of course. Sisters. That's why I had to ask what what year was this was because I I felt like that was the case. Right, 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 right. So it was a wonderful experience. Great. And I, I flew for about uh, for about three and a half years, and mm-hmm. uh, then I met my husband. Okay, okay, all right. So, husband, kids together kids together how many two wonderful god-fearing god-loving successful professional brilliant african-american males shout their names and and their careers you gotta big you gotta big them up auntie listen you're their biggest cheerleader before them Uh, you're their biggest cheerleader before them thank you come on matthew my oldest son also known as bio because my husband was african Mm -hmm. and he was uh, from the yoruba tribe Mm -hmm. so matthew is the oldest one and you will hear me again refer to him as bio right now bio is an electrical engineer and he used to work for the largest company in the world he used to work for saudi aramco so he used to live in saudi arabia wow so i would fly out to saudi arabia and hang out with you know bayou and my daughter wow. and my children so it was wonderful but he's an electrical engineer and now he's no longer with saudi aramco he's with the department of energy in washington dc look at that Big-time electrical engineer. So proud of him. My baby boy, Remy, (laughs) he is a former Navy SEAL. What? A former Navy SEAL. Auntie, how am I just learning about this? Did you know I'm a veteran? Huh? What? Auntie, I served with the United States Army. Um, I guess shout out to the army. You know, I'm no longer in, but yeah, you should serve I the didn't army. Know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my job in the army was um, 11 Bravo infantrymen. 
And the point purpose of mentioning that is because usually what you will see, 11 Bravo infantrymen, they're the next, that's the kind of like prerequisite into going to like, you know, the kind of like Navy SEALs of the Army. So like the Rangers, okay. the Delta Force, okay. the, 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 the Special Forces. Right. So when you said that, I was like, that could have easily been my path too had I wasn't married. So right. shout out to you, Danny. Because of you, I didn't go Special Forces. Uh, <laughs> but ex-Navy... What? Yes, an ex-Navy wow. SEAL again. I'm so proud of Remy and Bio because I think it's only less than 2% of African Americans have become Navy SEALs in the history of the organization. Right, 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 right. So Remy's a former Navy SEAL, and right now he's a writer, he's a director, he's a producer, he's a filmmaker. He lives in California, so he's doing he's doing movies, and he's doing very, very well. Where in California is he? He's in San Diego. San Diego, shucks. reason why I ask is because, for those who don't know, Scott Bernhardt, shout out to him again, he's hosting Vegandale, all the Vegandales in, um, I guess, throughout the, the circuit. Right. And he's actually hosting the one that is going to be in Los Angeles yeah. in October. Right. I'm actually, you know, packing my bags and I'm going with him for that trip. Really? Yes, I didn't yes, know that. yes, yes. So, it was supposed to be uh it was supposed to be a joint you know kind of like mission like a bunch of us go but you know I guess I was the only one who committed and I'm the one who's going with them so it's gonna be me and Scott in L A so that's what I was gonna say maybe me Scott and and Remy could maybe link up but San Diego I know when it comes to California you gotta go to one spot and right. one spot alone and right. then come back right. and then go to the other spot right. that's why I asked right, okay right, right right yeah and San Diego is about on a good day with no traffic, and the traffic is crazy from San Diego to Los Angeles. But on a good day, you can get to L.A. from San Diego in four hours. On a good bad day. day, it'll be five, five and a half hours with traffic. Yeah, so we'd have to plan a trip to San Diego instead to be in his town. Right, wow. Right, right, right. Wow. Right, right, okay, right, okay. Right. Auntie. Well, I guess we're learning things about each other that we didn't know. Yes. We didn't know. Like, you know, because the only prominent Navy, ex-Navy SEAL that I think the, the world only kind of knows that is African-American is, if I'm not mistaken, is David Goggins. David Goggins. Yes. Yes. Phenomenal but, guy. But phenomenal guy. Excellent motivator. I love you, David, if you're listening. And I hope we can meet you one day and maybe one day you can be on my nephew's podcast. <laughs> because, David, we are so proud of you. Yes. But the only thing about David is I don't believe David ever did active duty as a Navy SEAL. Something to follow up on here. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm not certain that he did. Right. Mm -hmm. And please okay. correct me, David, 100%. If, I, if I'm misunderstood, you know, if I'm incorrect. Those And those in the comments who know, you know, better than both of us, please, you know, feel free to enlighten. Because one thing about myself and Auntie and a lot of people whom we associate with, we're never afraid to learn and or be corrected if right. we, or if we're missing the truth, you right, know? Right, right. So, Definitely feel free to let us know that. Right, right. Wow, Auntie. So how young are the kids today? I know we got, you know, age, you know, we got the careers names. How young are both of them? Uh, my oldest one is 41 mm -hmm. and my youngest one is 40. Uh, wow. I had them back to back and I highly recommend that you do that, nephew. Really? It's very, very tough in the beginning, but they grow up to be Together. best friends. Yes, yes, And yes, not yes. only that, for my um, niece-in-law, the diapers, the, the, the bottles, everything is out of the way. One, two, three. Mm. 
so it's really easy. You don't have to start again from scratch. You know? Makes sense. Makes sense. I have a, a, a older brother. Well, I have two older brothers. You do? Um, yeah. One is four years older than me. Okay. So for him, you know, so I kind of see what you're saying with having them close right. and them growing up together. Because me and my brother, shout out to Theo, um, that's my twin. Even though he's like, you know, we don't look the same. Right. That is my twin. Nobody can tell me that's not my twin. That is my identical and fraternal twin. That makes no sense, but that's how precious the relationship is to me. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Yes, Beautiful. yes. Now, right. <laughs> so happy. And maybe one day I can meet him. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You need to. Twins? He lives in um, Connecticut. Ooh. But it's right down the block. Yeah. He comes to New York all the time. Okay. He's one of those people that leave the city, right. but is he here every day? I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's always here. He's always here. I hear you. Wow, Auntie. Yeah. This is an interview that needed to happen a long time ago. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> a long glad time it ago. Did. I'm so glad it did. <laughs> so, Auntie, right? Yeah. A couple of things that I know about you, okay. right? So, Sabla Español? See. Okay, let's talk about that. When did Auntie get to learn Spanish? How did that happen? Well, uh, traveling has always been in my blood. Mm -hmm. Always been. So I think it was like 2013. I just decided, and I have like a gypsy spirit inside of me anyway, mm -hmm. so I guess that's why this international job just said. <laughs> so 2013, I said, you know what? I want to go to Spain. So I just packed up all my stuff and went to Barcelona for three months. And I wanted to, well, I, I, I had, I spoke Spanish, but I really wanted to perfect it. Immersion. Right. Immersion. Right, right, okay. Right. So I, I went to Barcelona for uh, three months and had another fabulous time. Mm. Love Barcelona. Okay, okay. And studied over there and made some very, very dear friends who I have to this day. Nice, mm -hmm. nice. Barcelona. Mm -hmm. So three months is all that it took you to really, like, get it and it stick. Yeah, because the school that I was, that I attended was total immersion. Mm -hmm. Total immersion. Oh. No English. And I stayed with a family and they didn't speak English at all. Oh, so you are forced. Right. So it was sink and swim. Sink okay. And swim. Okay. Okay. And one thing I can appreciate about um, Spain, which I've heard and I kind of, you know, even do general conversation, um, it's different from every other Spanish speaking country, like obvious, you know, right, it, right. its own, um, you know, differences, right. but their Spanish isn't rapid. If I remember correctly, like when you think of, you know, like Dominican Spanish, like it's very rapid right, and right, you got to like right. catch up to their speed right, versus the words. Right. I've heard Spain, Span or I guess Spaniard speaking mm -hmm. and their Spanish is kind of like not as fast. You know, obviously it has some dictation to it, right. but it's just like I can get you like I understand you. That's it's how it very, is. Very, very precise. It's yeah. Like British English. Ah, you know, OK, OK, Spain OK. Spain is like Spanish Spanish. Right, 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 right. And then, of course, you know, some word differences, you know, because right. I, you know, I kind of know Spanish here and there, you know, I, I got to perfect my Spanish. Um, but I know there's like different words that are used or like certain um, letters that are used differently. Like I know nosotros isn't really used in Spain. It's vosotros. Absolutely. So like, you know, these little things that I know and I want to get more hip to. Right, right, yeah. right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. You know what you should do, mm -hmm. you know, as as the months go by, mm -hmm. maybe you can have this podcast in, Span in Spanish. Maybe. Just, just something. That is about. a major goal of mine, Auntie. You, not, you, you already... You already told everybody. That is a major goal of mine, to do a whole episode, two episodes. One in just straight Jamaican dialect, the Patois, 
but I have to <laughs> I have to find you know you know the the time to do that. Not that it's hard, but you know it's just like me concentrating to do no English, just straight patois. Right. Then the second one would be a po- um a podcast straight English. Right. I mean straight Spanish, right. straight Spanish. Right. You know that's the first time that I've heard that word patois. Patois, yes. It's known as broken English, okay. broken British English. Okay, so you have some English words in there. Oh, yeah, English. You'll hear a lot of African. You'll hear a lot of derivatives from the African culture. Right. Um, you'll hear some Spanish as well. Okay. Um, yeah, so you'll hear a bunch. But it's primarily broken British English because it was under British rule. Right. Um, up until 1961, Jamaica, the 1962, sorry. Uh-huh. Um, so that's that. Sorry, 61, 62. I always get it mixed up because my mother's born 61. So I always get... Oh, that's Bobby usually yeah. <laughs> I always get it mixed up. Like which was Independence sixty one and sixty two, but I know somebody will correct me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so broken English. So a lot of times, you know what it is, Auntie. If you catch me and Scott together, you will hear us going to full character. Really? Because we're not the same person in 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 the Jamaican pots versus English. We our, our our attitude and persona changes. I think you probably see the same thing in Spanish. You're not the same personality as in English. I love it. It's 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 so unique. I love it, too. Yeah. I love it, too. You know, listening to you, I, I just feel so sorry for racist people because they are missing out on so much. Yes. The various cultures, the various yes. dialects, but the food, they're <laughs> really missing out on the food. Uh, these days, everybody's more hip to the food and a little bit of the culture, but they don't. They kind of want to remove the people. It's like, give me the food, give me the culture, but don't give me the people. Oh. Yeah. That's so yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Wow, Auntie. This 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 is this is a a very captivating interview I so like far. It. I like it. This is a very captivating interview interview so far. I appreciate you just coming on. Now, before you say anything, Auntie, Deanny knows and a lot of people who've listened to It's Relational know my favorite tagline that I say when I'm just like ecstatic with, with how the interview's going and I'm saying it early on, my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over because Auntie is so sweet and dear and and dearing, right? Like you can, you should be able to feel this sincerity from Auntie just from this interview. You should be able to feel it. (laughs) Auntie, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to, because it's just so many questions I want to ask, but it get I get tongue tied because I'm like, there's so much to learn from you because there's so much respect for you, Auntie, so much. So can we have a part two? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Sounds good. Because, <laughs> you know, we got to hear about the wisdom you would give, you know, you know, melanated folks, especially. But then scratch melanated folks, just people on the general, right? Because, you know, when it comes to, you know, racism or racist, we should just be of for the human race. Absolutely. Right? That's why when we started off, I was saying, I'm Aunt Pauline. I'm Aunt Pauline to the human race. I don't care if you're, you're Chinese, Japanese, Jamaican, Trinidadian, whatever. Right, I'm right. I'm Aunt Pauline. Right, right, right. And Auntie will welcome you and show you love like as if she was your actual relative. Absolutely. 100% and, and, blood. And warning. I am a hugger, mm-hmm. so when I see you, if I happen to meet you because of this podcast, right. get ready for a hug, because <laughs> it's coming your way. A hundred percent. And again, you will feel the sincerity 
in that hug. You know how you can hug somebody and kind of feel like, oh, that's, that's kind of a, you know, they don't really want to hug. Or they give you the, the side hug. Right. No, auntie gives you the true sincerity hug that you will feel and you will definitely feel it for the rest of the day. Oh, auntie, auntie, I, I got I to give you your flowers. I got to give you your bouquet. I got to give you everything, all the roses, every and all that I can give. I'm kind of, you know, you know, um, a little saddened that, you know, my wife, Deanna, isn't here. Shout out to her. Me too. Um, but guess what? She's going to be here for part two. <laughs> yes, she will. Yes, she will. I think next time what we should do, right, because Deanna is not here, I think obviously having her right. in this interview, what I think you and her one-on-one, woman-to-woman, generation-on-generation, I think that would be fantabulous. Wow. I think that would be 100% fantabulous. Great, great, great. So we're going to make it happen. Part two has to happen before it gets cold. Okay. Before it gets cold. Right, okay. So... Auntie, you know, again, you've just been a blessing with everything you've given us and just gone through with us. So I kind of want to touch a little bit on the relationship aspect with you. Okay. Um, we got into a lot of, you know, auntie and the wisdom and, and, and please, you know, please sprinkle more and more. All right. You used to be married. Okay. So what happened um, relationship-wise with you know, with the marriage. Okay. First of all, um, I was flying around the world. I oh, yeah. remember yes. specifically where I, I was in Lisbon, Portugal. Mm-hmm. And then from Lisbon, Lisbon, Portugal, I had to fly back to JFK, New mm-hmm. York. And I was in New York, my home base, right. for a week and a half. Right. All right? Right. So, um, there was an exhibition at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, mm-hmm. and it was entitled Treasures of Ancient Nigeria. Right. I've always been a lover of African art. As a matter of fact, whenever I would go to the major cities in Europe, right. the first place I would go to was the museum. Oh. So I saw this exhibition at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, Treasures right. of Ancient Nigeria, again, and I went to the exhibition. And there is where I met my husband. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So we met, and uh, we met, and we talked, and we laughed, and we talked, and we laughed, mm-hmm. and we just had a wonderful, wonderful time together. And then the the next day, you know, that that evening that we met, he says to he says, "Look, I've canceled all of my engagements for right. tomorrow night." May I please have the honor of taking you out to dinner? Gentlemen. Yeah, real gentlemen in every sense of the word. What was his name? His name was John. Oh, John. And his uh, Yoruba name was Adebayo, so I call him Bayo. Okay, nice. All right. So um, we met that evening for dinner. Mm -hmm. We talked, we laughed, we danced at a wonderful Brazilian Mm. restaurant in New York City. Okay. We walked, we talked, we laughed, we danced. We shut the place down. Nice. There go, auntie. And then we get in a taxi, and when we're in the taxi, I notice that he's very, very quiet. Mm. And I say to him, I say, John, what in the world is wrong? (laughs) We've been talking and laughing all of this time. What's wrong with you? Right, right, right. He takes my hand. Do you really want to know what's wrong with me, Pauline? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yes, tell me what's wrong. Uh Uh-oh. I want you to be my wife. What? That's what I said. After the first? 24 hours. First date. First date. 
Wow. Him, you, you can't be serious because you don't even know me. What are you talking about? Wow. You don't know me. I love what I see, and I know what my heart is telling me. Wow. And I want you to be my wife. Auntie, don't make me cry. For real. Twenty. So, 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 love at first sight almost. Not, not for me. I mean. Not for me, <laughs> but for him. Wow. But he wow. was so intelligent. He was, he was, although Nigerian, right. he was British. He, would, he was educated. Mm-hmm. So he had the accent. He had the charm. He had the charisma. Right. He had the intelligence. Right. So I say to him, just to get him off my back for a minute, because the energy is so intense, mm-hmm. I want you to be my wife. Mm. So I said, oh, okay. Mm. All right. You want me to be. Oh, thank you, Pauline. <laughs> thank you. So that evening he says to me, I'll just lay on the sofa. And then tomorrow we'll wake up in the morning and we'll go down the Fifth Avenue and I'll get you an engagement ring. Oh, he's serious, serious. Serious, serious. Wow. So I say to him, I say, look. This is insane. You don't know me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He says to me, if it takes you four years, five years, ten years to get to know me, that's okay. Just let me put an engagement ring on your finger. Mm. Mm. So many, so many uh, sides to this story. Wow. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And the next day, I, I, I thought he would wake up and say, you know, it was a joke, but he was very, he very was serious. serious. He was serious. He was very serious. Wow. Wow. So how long were you two married? We were married for seven years. Seven years. Okay. And then you had two kids? Two. Out of the... Okay. Wow. 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 When a man, you know, wants something or knows he wants something, yes, boom, boom, he's not going to play around. No. He's not going to play around. No. Wow. Well, John. I lived in West Africa yeah, for seven years, and he was a very wealthy man, mm-hmm. very, very wealthy. So we had homes in uh, Lagos, Nigeria. We had homes in Lome, Togo. As a matter of fact, my youngest son was born in Africa. And we had homes in um, Abidjan, Ivory Coast, West Africa. Oh, wow. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Okay, auntie. And we also had our residence here in New York City. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Wow. Wow. Okay. John. Yeah. John, you know, was the man. John was the man. John was the man. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you miss him dearly. Very much so. Dearly. Very much so. But your es- his essence is 100% through the kids. Absolutely. 100% through the kids. Yeah. And I'm sure when you see them, you see him. Absolutely. I'm sure. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. So, so, wow. There's so many things that comes to mind because, you know, losing a, a loved one is never easy. Ah, uh, oh, man. Man. <sighs> you know, losing... Again, losing a loved one, never so easy. So, again, I'm a little lost for words because, you know, losing a significant other that you created a family with because, obviously, 
when you have a significant other, you know, it hits differently. It hits deep. It's like that could easily be me. God forbid, but that could easily be our situation or vice versa. That could be their situation because, you know, it, that happens to you. But Right. And it's wow. just a reminder that life is so fragile. Life is like a dozen of eggs that you have in your hand. Yes. And it could break. Anything could happen at any any moment. Right. That's right. why, you know, gratitude is at the top of my list. Thank right. you, God, for the gift of this day. Right. Thank you, dear God, for Kmart, for this podcast. Thank you, dear God, for putting me on the timeline of 2022, mm-hmm. you know, where we can have this conversation. Right. But if anything, I want to leave with your audience is don't take anything for granted. Right now is all that we have. All we have is the present. Right. And it's a gift. Right. Right, right. <laughs> Auntie, my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over again. Again. I don't think it's a normality for me to say it multiple times on a, on an episode. So, my cup runneth over. <laughs> it might be. I might be forgetting. But listen, my cup runneth over from just your message and what you're giving me. But not even just me. Because your message is impacting me. But for those who are listening in. Um, to this video or this episode, those who are even just listening around us, yeah. you know, that's impactful to them. You know, I guess the last couple of things I want to leave with is, you know, your fitness journey, right? 70 years, 70 years young, right? Doesn't use a walker, doesn't use a cane, you know, doesn't need, you know, any assistance with anything. Like her mobility is probably better than a lot of younger people's mobility. And that's a problem. But it's easy, easily fixable uh, for the younger people. But what drives you to go so fanatical about your fitness journey or just your fitness life? And that's the correct word, fanatical. Uh, Number one, I am terrified of hospitals Mm. and doctors because I've I've seen, I've read, I know studies about what's going on in the hospital. And I don't mean to knock doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals because they're doing the best that they can do. Right. But when you go to the hospital and you and you and you see the nurse practitioners, the doctors, eight percent of them are overweight. The healthcare they're they are overweight. That's yes. number one. Yes, so you yes. have somebody who's sick who is trying to heal you. Who's trying to tell you what's wrong with you? Right, right, right. So doctors, hospitals, they that's what keeps me on my ball. Okay, and okay. And lastly, my mother. Mm. I love my mother dearly. She had such a strong influence, impact on me. But in her 50s, mommy became a diabetic. Oh. You know, and diabetes is a very, very treacherous mm-hmm disease Mm -hmm. because it attacks every organ in your body right right so i would see my mother take insulin in her stomach she would take needles in her stomach twice a day right i had no idea of the impact psychologically that that had on me right but i knew that i was never ever going to go that route i Mm. knew i was never going to take that route so fitness And nutrition became my way of life from what I saw, what my mother went through. Because, again, diabetes, it attacks every organ in your body. Right, 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 right. I have grandchildren. 
I want to play with my grandchildren. As a matter of fact, when we do get together, we do push-ups. We play basketball. I want to be athletic. Right. And I want to be in my right mind for my grandchildren and right. for my children. Right. I don't want to be dependent on my children. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. You know, I want to live an independent life. Right. So that's why in the morning when I open, but before I open my eyes, I give thanks to God for the gift of a new day because he didn't have to be so good. He didn't have to give me a new day. Let's go, auntie. And then after my gratitude, I get into my prayer. And after prayer, I get into my meditation. Come on, auntie. So that I can make sure that I have my head screwed on the right way. Come on, auntie. You know, your mind is very, very important. So that's the first thing that you got to work on in the morning is your mind because you will get attacked. Come on, auntie. That's the first place that the devil attacks you at. Come on, auntie. In your mind. Come on, auntie. So I got to. Prayer, meditation, gratitude, and then I put the sneakers on, mm-hmm. and then I start hitting. I start, I start hitting it like a maniac. Okay, okay. I just want to throw out there, my auntie does more squats than you. She probably benches more than you. She probably does more push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it. That's 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 my drug of choice. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what it does for your mind alone. Yes. Yes, yes, it's yes. wonderful. Yes, wow, it's 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 an amazing reasoning why you want to continue with your fitness fanatics because I get it, I get it a whole a hundred percent, hundred percent. Mom was fifty. Your mom was fifty when she came down with diabetes yes. when it attacked. Right. You're seventy and don't even know what diabetes outside of her having it. I don't know what diabetes is. Is and your girl is on. She's. I'm on no medication. Woo, say that again, Auntie. What do you want? I off? am on no medication. Mm. And when I go to get my annual checkups, my doctor asked me for advice. She asked, she said, Pauline, what are you doing? Your blood work is excellent. What tell me what you're doing? Mm. Mm. And that's why I'm so grateful to you for this platform that I'm on right now with right. you. Right. So I can tell other people that once you hit a certain age, you don't have to be restricted to a walker or a wheelchair or all kinds of medication. Talk about it. Talk about it. Don't let the culture hypnotize you into thinking that once you reach a certain age, that it's over. Mm. It's not over. Talk about when it. you hit your 50s, you're just beginning. I'm 70. I haven't even tapped into half of my potential, Woo. what I want to do. Woo. Have you ever That's heard of Jane Fonda? Yeah. Okay. I want to be the next Jane Fonda of fitness. Let's go. You know what I'm Let's saying? Let's go. I want to encourage those in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond to get active. Let's go. To move your body. Let's do this. You got to do it. Let's do this. Because if you sit, your muscles will say to you, oh, you don't want to move? Right. Okay, so that's the way it's going to be. Right. I'm going to make sure that you don't move. Mm-hmm. That mentality. For real. That mentality. Get so, the mentals right. Again, this is my ministry. If a 70-year-old can get after it, Mm -hmm. you can do it, too. Let's do it. Let's do it. Auntie, are you vegan? Plant-based, yes. Okay. Plant-based. Look at that. Look at that. So that that sounds like a hidden secret right there. 
It definitely is. Mm. It definitely is because I went off track. I went off track for about eight months when I was in my 40s. Right. And I started eating fried foods. Oh, okay, okay. You know, and because of that, you know, I had to deal with the fibroids and everything. But when I started doing my research, we are living in the best time right now yes. because you have information, information right at your fingertips. Information. When I started doing my research about the benefits of a plant-based diet, then I jumped into it. And Kmart, let me tell you something. I was amazed at what it did for my head. I slept like a baby. Mm. With a plant-based diet, my head was clear. You know, sometimes when you're eating a lot of food and whatnot, a lot of meat and everything, it's like that stuff can give you a hangover because it takes so long to digest in your body. Especially red meat. Especially red meat. Mm, Auntie, don't do that to them now. Don't do that to them. Don't do that to them. How long? How long? How long have you been, you know, plant-based vegan? Over thirty-five years. How long again, Auntie? Over thirty-five years. Come and on, let me tell you. Program. Let me just tell you one thing. Everything that you're eating, you're feeding the cells and tissues in Oof, your body. So if you're feeding, I mean, look at a at a little teeny tiny cell under a microscope. Do you want to give that little teeny tiny cell? Some Popeye's fried chicken or some Coca-Cola or some root beer. That, what you're feeding your body, it, it makes up your skin, your hair, your brain cells. Talk about it. Everything that you're eating, you're feeding the tissues and muscles in your body. So start thinking about food like that. Don't start thinking about food like, oh, let me get some Popeye's. Let me McDonald's. Think about what that's doing to your body, mm. your cells, your muscles, your skeleton. It's eating that stuff. Auntie, talk to them. Oof. You know, that's why you you see people in their twenties, their thirties, their spine is all jacked up because of what you're feeding your body. Auntie, oh, take time with them. Take time, Auntie. Wow, wow. This is my ministry. That's why I'm just so animated about it. No, absolutely. You know, passion is what makes a person them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And why am I so passionate about this? Because our community, our African-American community is... 80% of Uh African-American women Uh are overweight? Uh Uh-oh. 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 I mean, like... 60% 60% are dealing with diabetes, and I'm not even going to go into the amputations. Oh, man. The fingers, the feet. The, come on. And all we got to do is switch our mindset. All we got to do is, if you got to detox from the food, it's like a drug. If you got to detox from Popeyes, if you got to detox from Kentucky Fried Chicken, hamburgers, whatever detox from it Mm. Mm. i mean pay the price now instead of paying the price later because the later price you won't be able to pay it you have to go into bankruptcy yes i mean the doctors the hospitals the medication facts big facts 
Come on. Listen, prevention is always better than curing. Absolutely. Always better than curing. Absolutely. And Auntie, you are just hitting the message for us young people, you know, mid-age people, everybody of all age should really take heed to. You, you have, are what you please, eat. Please, please. If I got to jump up and down, please invest in yourself. When you go to the grocery store, you are investing in you. Mm. So take it seriously. Let's go. And run past those processed aisles. Don't eat anything that comes out of a box because Ooh. it will jack up your every cell in your body. Don't do it. Eat fresh, whole, and if you can, Eat organic food. Talk I know it. it's expensive, but pay now instead of later. Please. Paying the price now. Paying the price now instead pay of paying it price. later. Yes. Yes. Woo. Auntie. Woo. Auntie. 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 I feel like I got slapped up. Ah. And I'm already living a, a, a better, you know, healthy living, you know, life in terms of eatery. Like, right. wow, I feel like I still got slapped up now. Oh. I didn't mean, but the younger you, the younger you start, the more beneficial it will be for you. I mean, I'm 70 years old. Interview me 30 years from now. Oh, that's good. I'm it. gonna have my stilettos on. Let's I'm do gonna it. be doing the electric slide. You know, because I have to take care of myself. Not only for me, I want to see my great grandchildren. Mm -hmm. I want to dance at their weddings. Let's go. So don't think about think about your family, your loved ones, in regards to taking care Let's of yourself. Let's do it. In regards to investing in you. Let's do it. Wow, Auntie. You came with the message today. Today. You came with the message today. And just thank you so much just for the impact that you're giving upon me. Because, you know, you give me... And what I do is turn around and reciprocate that and give that same information to others. And that's how we pass, hopefully, a positive message. Yes. So just thank you oh, my for, pleasure. For, 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 my for just pleasure. doing this. My pleasure. But thank you. Thank you for giving me the platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. To preach, to, to preach my ministry. Absolutely. Of good health, longevity, anti-aging. Let's do it. Thank you. Yes, yes. Let's couple it now with, because we talked about good health and aging, right? Yes. Let's couple it and end it on this final note relationship-wise. Let's do it. Relationship-wise. What would you recommend, right, as a final thought as we wrap up? Something or, you know, a final tip you would give to young people, right, or, you know, people who are single. It doesn't even matter age. In a relationship to have a beautiful, lasting, long, loving, lasting tongue-tied because i'm just so impacted what is one tip you would give to a you know somebody listening as a single or a couple you know a good tip to have a long-lasting beautiful relationship and let's close up shop with that okay tip number one and the only tip that i have is to invest in yourself say it again invest in yourself invest in yourself you 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 can't be any good to anybody else if if your head is scattered everywhere let's talk about it i mean so your spiritual development invest in it read your bible your correct whatever whatever you're into mm -hmm. invest in your spiritual health invest in your mental health be 
okay with being by yourself, with being alone for a minute. Because that's where you are being refined. Right. With your, in, your, in your thoughts, in your mind, you're being refined when you can sit down and be with you and not being agitated and not being needy. Oh, where's my boyfriend? Why hasn't my mm. husband called me? Why hasn't he done? Be comfortable with you first. Woo! Be comfortable with you first. Be comfortable with yourself because nobody else can do it for you. Okay. They used to have this line. What was it? You complete me. Mm. That's madness. Yes. You yes, don't yes, need yes. anybody to complete. You complete yourself. And when you complete yourself, then you will be able to be a good mate to someone else. Talk about it. We mentioned it a lot of times on the episodes. Yes. Don't need anybody to complete you. You complete yourself. You complete. Ooh, auntie. Lord have his mercy. Why? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. My cup runneth over. I don't even know what to say. Auntie, thank you. Bless you for just coming together with me on this platform. My pleasure. Beautiful day here at Yankee Stadium again. I hope the Yankees win because they're playing today. (laughs) I hope so too. But Auntie, oh my God. Oh my God. My cup runneth over. It it, it runneth over so many times. It's It's a whole spillage on the floor. My cup runneth over. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, my <laughs> dog. Again, thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Auntie, before I let you go, I know I did this in the beginning. Yeah. But where can, you know, people find you? Are you on YouTube? Are you on Instagram? Where can people find you and just follow your journey? I have a YouTube page. The YouTube is Ageless. Ooh fitness lifestyle because that's what it's all about it's about a lifestyle it's about an uh, uh, a physically fit healthy eating lifestyle so the channel once again is ageless fitness lifestyle instagram my handle is pauline p-a-u-l-i-n-e a-d-e-l-e-k-e pauline adeleke you'll have this in your show Mm -hmm. notes and uh, I have another Instagram handle, agelessfitness.me. That's where I am. You'll see my exercise. You'll see my, my cooking tips. You'll oh. see some recipes. We're just going to have a good time together. Let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. So make yeah. sure you follow, like, comment, subscribe to any and everything Auntie Pauline. And you feel free to also call her auntie Please. on the street. If you see her, she will respond and give you the same love as if you were her actual nephew or niece. I will. That's so, a promise. Auntie, again. Oh, my God. Thank you Thank again. You. Thank you Thank for you. coming on and just blessing us. Blessing us. Oh. You turned heads here in the park. I don't know if you knew that. No. When you turned heads, you said, what's she talking about? What's she talking about? <laughs> and I said, you better listen. You better listen. You better listen. So, Auntie, thank you so much for coming on. Um, So, I think I'm going to close up shop. Okay. I think I'm going to close up shop. I don't want to. I think this just means we need a part two. But for all those who tuned in, you know, have a great day. A great day. A great evening. Great evening. And a great night. And wherever you are in the world, stay blessed. Stay blessed. And be well. Be well. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.